Hello, sweet souls. I'm Lucy Victoria Jackson, and this is a brand new podcast. It is my honor to welcome you to Root and Rise with Lucy. My aim is to create a safe space to explore something that can often feel daunting, investing in your wellness. In this very first episode, I chat to holistic health coach Alana Holloway, who also happens to be a very close friend of mine. We recorded this chat remotely, as in the UK we are still in lockdown during the coronavirus pandemic. As you'll hear, we had a very fun chat. There were lots and lots of giggles, but my goodness, did we delve into some super interesting topics. We started with Alana's journey with eczema, her experience running a fermentation and gut health company, Fermented by Lab, to her business now as a holistic health coach. We spoke about the importance of tuning into your body and not separating body, mind, soul. We spoke about seasonal living, health, freedom, how we're all bio-individual and so much more. So settle in with a cuppa and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And do stick around after the chat as I'll be guiding you through a body scan meditation that you can do each morning to really help you tune into your body and how you are on any given day. So here we go. Welcome to the very first episode of Root and Rise with Lucy. Alana, hello. Thank you so much for being with me here today. Uh, First of all, I just want to find out how you are. We are still in lockdown in the UK. So how have you been coping with that? How are you? Hello. Well, thank you for having me, Lucy. Um, yeah, I uh, we were just having a little pre-chat and um, I was just saying that whilst it's strange and um, different, I'm not hating it, I have to say. Um, I'm, I'm quite a hibernator and quite a, even though I used to think I really wasn't, I am. And um, I, I quite like being at home and also I'm so used to working at home on my own. Um, yeah, it's actually not that different for me. Um, and you know, we still kind of get to go out, um, every day, which is good. You know, I love, I love walking every day anyway. And, um, things like being forced to only shop once a week have been really, um, kind of eye opening for me. Cause I, I'm, I well, I used to be one of those people that would pop into the shops every couple of days just to. So would know, we get, exactly? Yeah, yeah, and it's um, yeah, it, it's forced a bit more planning. Um, I mean, usually I Definitely. actually had got into the habit of getting kind of delivery boxes of certain, you know, of my vegetables, of my um, yes, you other got produce me into that stuff. in the first. I did. <laughs> you did. I yeah. I'm yeah. so grateful for you to that. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. but I didn't get on the back. I didn't get on the kind of. Um, train quick enough on that so I just I, I missed out on that but you know even going to the supermarket once a week it's kind of like an event and yeah so yeah I'm all right thank you how are you good yes do you know very much the same as we were just saying before um before this little chat I have actually been fine as well it's been really nice not rushing around not driving everywhere and just being in one place and mm. taking it a little bit more slowly, even though I've been working hard and I have been teaching all my classes and my clients online, 
it mm. has actually been really nice and of course spending time with my dog is just the best <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much it's gonna be yeah, so, so hard cute. after lockdown she is very cute for anyone that hasn't seen her um I'll have to share my details on Instagram because I'm always posting pictures of her um mm. but anyway I just want to start off by painting the picture of, of how Alana and I came to this conversation how we actually met in the first place and why I wanted to bring her on today. So I think we've known each other for about two years, at least two years. Yeah. Does that sound right to you? I think yeah. I think it's about that, if not a little bit longer actually. Yeah. I, yeah. Um yeah, and I think I think the first time that I ever met you was when you came to one of my yoga classes. Yes. At Borden's farm. Yeah. And I just I just remember thinking like, oh my goodness, I can totally see myself becoming friends with this <laughs> lovely lady. Um, first of all, this is so weird that I actually remember what you're wearing because this is like proper girl crush territory oh! here. But I remember your I remember your olive green Lululemon leggings and I was like, Oh my god, they're so nice. I need to get some of them. Yeah, they are amazing. They're so nice and they really suit you. Green is definitely your colour. Anyway, so I just, I just, I loved your energy and I'm pretty sure you also bought me some of your water-based kefir to try on that day as well. And I was like, I love this girl. She's already bringing me food and drink and we're definitely (laughs) going to be friends. I'm a feeder. you are a feeder. <laughs> I love that. That's what I love. You knew you knew the way to my heart from, yeah. from day one. Um, but f- from my point of view, it was it was quite an interesting position to be in because, of course, I love all of my yogis and my classes equally. But I do make a conscious effort to actually not become friends with them, mm. which I know sounds terrible. But when you're in the seat of the teacher you have to treat all of your students quite equally. But with you, I was like, no, she's definitely going to have to be my friend. So I had to break Mm. my own, my own rule there. Um, But I'm so glad that we did because we have done actually some really cool events together, haven't we? So we started off, I think with the brunch, the yoga and gut health brunch. Yes. Um, Yeah. That was, yeah. That was our first one. And then you came on one of my yoga retreats that I ran with our mutual friend, Chloe, and you ran a workshop there in Portugal. And that was just amazing. Um, That was everyone loved that workshop. Yeah, just over a year ago that was, wasn't it? It was, yeah, when we were allowed to actually travel. Those were the days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then, yeah, and then again, this past autumn, uh, November 2019 we then ran a weekend long retreat together that combined yes. yoga and gut health as well so we have yeah we've we've done a little bit of work together and it's been such an honor um and what I've just loved where I'm going with all of this is what I've loved is is just seeing your success and and learning so much from you along the way so Aww. I'd really love if you could um well it's true <laughs> <laughs> I'd love um love if you could talk me through your old business fermented by lab and just share Mm -hmm. that with people who might be listening what was that all about and you know what where did that journey start and where did it go and and why now are you transitioning into your new business as a holistic health coach sure okay um this is going to be a bit of a story to untangle I think actually in my head go for it um go for it I, I've been self-employed for, God, nearly 10 years now. And after my kind of initial break from, I suppose, the corporate world, 
um, my business has always really been my life, as in it's kind of followed my my life and what I'm doing and my growth and evolution kind of thing. Um, but I started Fermented by Lab because I, um, which I think we will talk about a bit later anyway, I have had eczema since being a baby. And mm. um, at the beginning of being self-employed, I was going through a lot of stressful things in my life, being self-employed, one of them. Um, I moved to London. Um, I, you know, um, started a new relationship. Um, there was some family stuff going on. And the eczema that I actually had managed to keep under control for most of my kind of teens and, uh, early, you know, really early 20s um, started to come back. And because I was in a mm. new relationship, um, it was something that I kind of didn't want because it's when it's on your skin, it's kind of like really visible and it makes you feel a bit um, I'm allowed to um, swear. Yeah, of course, go or for not. it. Yeah, it makes you feel a bit shit. Yeah, there's only a mild swear word. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just put um, one of those E signs next to it. I think that'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just um, put an yeah, e exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I wanted it to just go away. And um, so I went to the doctors, as you would do, and was prescribed steroid creams, um, which is the really traditional method of treatment um, symptom treatment basically for eczema mm. and other skin conditions um, and long story short um, it didn't go away it got worse and I developed something called topical steroid addiction um, which then led to uh, topical steroid withdrawal um, which is quite a horrific process you can google it mm. and you will see plenty of pictures of what your body goes through and it's not just your skin that's affected it's everything because the steroids enter your bloodstream and then your body um so because the only way to kind of get over this steroid addiction is to quit using them cold turkey um mm. and at the time it was and it still is actually very under researched and under acknowledged i mean some some kind of medical professionals will still not acknowledge that it's a thing um wow and so at the time the only advice i could get um was via a forum um and this is we're speaking 2011 2012 um okay and um i mean i, I madly googled everything um and so it was via a and they said the only thing that sorts it is time and it can take between six months and three years. And I was like, are you joking? I cannot go through this for that long. There must be something I wow. can do. And I've always been a real believer in um, food as medicine. And I've always been more into the natural side of things. Despite using these steroid creams, uh, my belief really does lie in kind of natural holistic healing. And um, I one of the things that happens to you when going through withdrawal is you develop insomnia um, because the cortisol provided by the creams um, kind of interferes with your adrenal glands. And so you don't have your sleep pattern just goes out the window. Um, so I was kind of madly Googling when I couldn't sleep again. And um, everything I was reading was saying gut health, you know, um, your gut is, you know, the center of your health and 
all disease begins in the gut and blah, 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 and all of these things that we've become way more familiar with now. We're kind Mm. of in the infancy, in the media then, really. Um, Yeah. And so I thought, you know, I've seen, I've read this a lot, a lot now. And um, I was reading, you know, not only things on Google, but I was reading more traditional kind of, um, uh, I can't think of what I'm trying to say, traditional methods of healing or medicine, such as Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine. Um, And it, it was mentioned not in the words of gut health in, you know, in these books, but it was talked about in there as well. So I thought there has to be something in this. Um, so sure, how, can yeah. I, how can I um, look after my gut and how can I heal my gut? Um, and I came across fermented foods. And so I thought, okay, I'll give this a go. Um, and I think prior to that, the only knowledge of fermented foods I had was that I'd made sourdough once, um, or I say once, <laughs> like, over a period of kind of, you know I'd made a couple of loaves and then I let my starter die and so I never I never returned oh. to it <laughs> um, and I, w- I, I was used gonna to work... admit later actually I let my scobies die that you um, oh, you no. helped me with I, l- I know oh. we'll come back to that later though <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so sad it's um, like, a, like a little pet dying or something it happens <laughs> it's so it guilty happens. it does <laughs> no. happen it does oh. Oh. Um, and oh. uh, I think I, I, I worked in a coffee shop as a teen and um, we did a bagel with sauerkraut in it except it wasn't the proper stuff um mm. but so there that, that that was the only two kind of things I knew but so sauerkraut I thought do you know I've tried it before I like the taste um yeah and so I made myself some and and it's really simple this, to do isn't it yeah it really is I mean it requires maintenance and attention at, yeah. at a basic level but um other than that it's so simple to make um it's more the fear that people have around bacteria that stops people from making it I think um sure so we're now talking, I was a year and three months into my healing journey. Um, and I was still pretty, um, it was still pretty rough. Um, Mm. and so I thought, you know, okay, let's give this a real shot. So I made myself like a two liter batch of sauerkraut. Um, and I'd also prior to that cut out gluten, dairy, sugar, and nightshade vegetables. And that had kind of, um, what's a nightshade vegetable oh it's like um so there's the nightshade family is huge um and it's all plants and it contains things like tobacco um but nightshade veg so only like a small portion of nightshades are edible others are poisonous um and the nightshade vegetables include aubergine tomato potato chili and there's a last one pepper um I've, I think I've had all of those well. five things in the last two days. <laughs> yeah, so they can prove them. inflammatory. Oh, they're so good, and I miss them so much. Oh. I used to miss them. I eat them now, um, but they can yes. prove infl- inflammatory to some people, um, oh, especially I if you've got to I never kind knew of they were like they're, yeah. like they're their own little group. A nightshade yeah, vegetable. See, yeah, this is why I love yeah. talking to you because I learn a new thing every <laughs> single time I talk to you. At least one new thing. <laughs> Okay, so sorry, I no think, nightshade vegetables. <laughs> yeah, so I cut all these things out and I noticed a bit of a difference, but nothing kind of, you know, revolutionary. And yeah, I, so then I made the sauerkraut and I thought, right, I'm going to have a bit of this every day. Um, the idea being that I would introduce um, different strains of bacteria to my gut, which would uh, help with healing. And uh, that, that was the information I had at the time. 
Um, so I made this batch of sauerkraut and let it ferment. And then I had, you know, a small portion of it every day with my food. And after about kind of three weeks of doing this, I started to notice real change in my healing. And um, every day, like with any skin condition, the kind of test of time is when you wake up in the morning and you see either what damage you've done to yourself overnight with scratching or whatever, um, how much your skin's dried out. It's like, what am I going to be faced with today? And yeah. every morning I'd wake up and patches of skin that had been raw for months had were starting to heal and dryness wow. was starting after three to weeks. reduce. Yeah, uh, of eating it every wow. day. But after three weeks, it was I, I noticed changes that were probably so minuscule to other people. But to me, you know, you, you, you notice every tiny detail and of course um, I, I was noticing these changes every day and I was like oh my god this has to be it like I have not done anything else recently this has got to there has got to be something in this and so I continued and my healing just continued and continued um and I got to a point I hadn't been able to work for um all the time all this you know this whole kind of year and three months um just because I was too poorly and um, I had to move home from London and live moving with my dad and stepmom. Um, and that was with my boyfriend. Um, so, you know, yeah. big life changes had, ha- had happened and big sacrifices had had to be made. Um, but I yeah. started to feel well enough again to work. And I had kind of kept a food blog this whole time. Um, I love kind of as I say, I'm a feeder and I love taking food, <laughs> food photographs. Um, so I'd kind of kept this and that had evolved to then um, be focused on kind of fermentation and gut health. And I thought, how can I like help other people who might be in a same, a, a same the same or similar situation to me? Um, and I thought, why don't I host a fermentation workshop? So that was kind of the beginning of Fermented by Lab. And I hosted this workshop and it was so much fun and I loved it. And all the guests had a great time and learnt a lot. Um, and I received such good feedback. Um, but I was thinking, hey, this, you know, this is great, but I've only been able to help 10 people. Um, and these 10 people I kind of kept in touch with and for one reason or another, like you've just said, um, you let your scobies die and you know, yes. they, they may, they kind of started by fermenting, but then life got in the way and they may be stopped or for one reason or another, not everybody was able to continue doing this at home. And also let's not forget that it was still really new to people in the yes. UK at the time. Um, and so there still was a bit of fear around it. Um, and so I actually, uh, was cooking on a yoga retreat and, sat around the table with some of the guests and one of them said was talking about how they got their coffee beans delivered and I was like hey that's quite cool um and she was like yeah it's great I just don't have to think about it um I get my coffee beans delivered to me every two weeks or something they come from an artisan company and I was like I wonder if that would work for sauerkraut for instance um and I kind of like floated the idea around the table and I was like yeah totally because um I had also run a workshop on this retreat, um, a fermentation workshop. And I'm like, yeah, I'd totally sign up to that. So I'm kind of one of those people that um, I wish I was. No, I don't actually wish I was more of a planner. I am not. If I get an idea and I like it, I kind of do it straight Go away. It. I just can't. Yeah. I can't get I'm it like out of that my head. as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I you think know, some, sometimes like to... call for planning and, 
and other times don't don't they sometimes you just know those moments and you're like actually this is where I need to go so and I'm so glad that you did (laughs) yeah totally it's it's you know like I and I mean to this day I never really had a business plan um and I think the weekend I got home from that yoga retreat I started the Instagram account um wow started posting that was really instant then it was <laughs> and I thought yeah, you know it's only wow. an Instagram account and so if it doesn't um work out you know what have I lost nothing um and totally um I gained followers fairly quickly um in the beginning um and I was just posting things like my flavor experiments and the idea behind it and um lots of people were really interested and then so the theogratry was in October then I launched um well I say a lot yeah I launched I pre-sold boxes in the March so um that was five months later let's say um and in that five month period I'd kind of I'd you know set up my website and um continued on the Instagram thing and developed my idea and my flavors and the idea behind sorry this is a really long story to tell you how how I got no to my business, I love but, it um, I love it <laughs> um so the idea behind fermented by lab was that um it was a selection box of ferments, including sauerkraut, kimchi and water kefir. And I also started off with um, a drink called kvass as well, but that was not very mm-hmm. postable. Um, and um, this Is that the one box, with the pineapple? Is it that uh, one? Similar, similar. Um, ah, that's okay. tapache. Um, kvass is made. Oh, yes. It, yeah. Kvass was the one I did with um, honey and fruit. Honey, on, yes. That's it. I remember. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it um that's delicious but it turns to alcohol very easily so by the time it's posted to somebody um, and that's yeah. a problem because <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> maybe not what I ordered but you know I'll yeah. go with it <laughs> yeah. I'm sure people will love it even more <laughs> yeah. They'll be one my, um, like, oh. <laughs> yeah one of my customers was like is it meant to taste like champagne I was like uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> oh I love that why not um, I know <laughs> why not champagne hey. Lani would be the, the richest needed. lady in the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, oh my god. Oh dear. Oh. And um, so these flavors changed with the seasons because um, I am really keen on working and living with the seasons. Um, and can we can uh, we just pause on that point because because I love this oh, yeah. idea of living and working with the seasons as well. I am. Um, mm. I just think it's it makes so much sense because obviously oh everything is cyclical and yeah. of course our bodies are going to need different things at different times yeah. of the year and you yeah. know in response to the changing seasons so was that something that you were just naturally interested in and you just naturally did or was that after research or why was it that you wanted to align your own eating and then your products with the seasons it was definitely kind of intuition and um, just a natural gravitate gra- gravitation. I think that's the word. Um, mm. towards um the seasons and yeah, it was a terrible business model. I have to say, um, unfortunately, um, <laughs> oh. but um, not terrible. It just wasn't the best. Um, and um, then because I, my the what I wanted to deliver was kind of um. A holistic therapeutic product and um as you say your bodies require different foods at different times you know in the year and um 
food, seasonal food is far more nutrient dense than out of season food. And um, Mm, one of my other real key kind of um, points was to source as locally as possible. Um, And when I say local, I mean UK and if not uh, Europe and some ingredients did come from further afield. Um, Yeah. And this is before that, that became a really popular thing to do because now lots of people are saying I want to source my food more locally and it makes so much sense when you think about it but but you were doing this before that wave weren't you just before yeah I'd say I was kind of like yeah not not like a really early adopter of it but um yeah it wasn't as kind of mainstream as it is now um and especially now now um with you know Brexit and lockdown whatever um yes and organic that's so another thing another one of my other kind of um key factors was that all products were organic um so i found a lovely um supplier to work with who um are based in wales and they d- they do all the sourcing i mean it would have been beautiful had i been able to go to farm you know direct farms and things like that but as a one-woman business just that was something not that was realistic. just wanting too many yeah. to handle yeah um yeah and um yeah, so these uh, boxes were delivered to the door twice a month. Um, and yeah, I gained, um, you know, subscribe. It was, I, you could either kind of order by subscription or order ad hoc. Um, and I kind of gained a really loyal customer base um, fairly quickly. And um, some of my customers were with me from day one to day end, which was so like wow. the nicest feeling ever and the biggest compliment um and um the kind of feedback I got was so wonderful from you know people who um whose health had seen huge improvements um by including these foods into their diet um and And they were delicious as well really delicious thanks (laughs) yeah Um, really delicious bless you something that you know I think I can hold as being um really uh particular to fermented by lab was my flavors were really quite um different to any other fermenters um or fermented products on the market um Mm. and I always say kind of necessity is the mother of invention and because I was quite restricted by season um I had to be it forced invention um with herbs and spices and um I also wanted to make sure they were as packed full of different so one thing or a couple of things with gut health is variety is key. So um, they say to aim for 30 plant-based, different plant-based foods a week um, and also fibre. And so I wanted to make my ferments packed with fibre and packed with variety and packed with flavour um, and fresh also, because a lot of people um, associate sauerkraut with being kind of smelly, old, rotten cabbage. And I really wanted to remove um, that you know idea from from what I was um producing um so yeah so I did that for just under three years and um I really did love it and I learned so so much um but as I say with um my business kind of following my journey my own health journey and my own life journey um I found that there were so many reasons I stopped um Mm. and one one of them was because the I don't know if it's the media that do it or whoever but 
there is a real tendency for um, people to separate um, parts of the body. So all of a sudden, the message became didn't become kind of okay. Look after your gut as part of a holistic healing program, but Mm. everything's in the the gut. You know, sort your gut out, and you'll be absolutely healthy. Or yes, um, your gut's the only thing you need to pay attention to. And I found myself kind of really resisting that message. Um, yeah, no, I I but, see that. I think I think what it is is people want a simple answer yes, to fix. things, don't they? Yeah. They want a quick fix, and that is the society that we have built. And actually, that's the whole reason I I want to have these conversations because, as you're about to, I think, go into, and as I've mm. certainly learned, it's it, it's 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 not one quick fix. And actually, what yeah. I'm trying to take away is that sugar coating of what we're sold by the wellness industry because actually our wellness it takes time and it takes oh my God. um dedication as well like yeah. you, you have to really invest regularly into <laughs> your well-being and and on many different fronts don't you so that's so oh my, interesting yeah. that that was a shift that you've been going through really recently with your well with what you know in in not retaliation but in response to what the messaging has been this yes. is where you're now going so that's so interesting yeah yeah it's I mean you've just like spoken gold there it's um, (laughs) (laughs) it was something that I could have perhaps like I found it really conflicting because here I am trying to sell a product and you know it's a business I do have to sell a product but at the same time what I want to be saying is hey here's this product buy it but don't expect it to solve all your problems um yes yeah that I found that really conflicting and I just I have to say I couldn't get my head around it and I maybe that was Mm. partly due to just being completely exhausted um so I um ran the business Mm. alone for that three years with kind of um part-time help from my sister (laughs) my lovely older sister um she has you know been such a, a huge support and um you know kind of chipped in whenever um she could and um but mainly it was me and that's you know not only doing kind of the online side of things but it's doing the making and the packing and the labeling and the cleaning and the everything um wow. and I just became completely exhausted by the end of it and, and yes, again yeah. here I am promoting this message of look after yourself and um <laughs> you know uh, and I'm just not living it and I just I felt like a complete hypocrite I have to say um yes yeah I think we've all been there I think lots of us in the wellness industry have certainly been there because I've I've definitely definitely I mean we've had chats before and I'm like I'm just so tired yeah it's it's so hard though it's and it's a really brave thing to have actually put yourself first and um yeah just yeah please tell us now what you're up to and and where you're going yeah so um one thing I did when I couldn't work when I was ill, um, I trained to become a holistic health coach. And um, actually, I did it really more for my own healing and my own, um, I suppose, health journey, rather than to become a health coach. Because um, back when I did it, it was like, yeah, okay, America, you know, they were well on board with health coaches. But in the UK, people were like, sorry, what? 
what is that? You know, absolutely <laughs> not well received. And even, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even now, if I mention it to people, they're like, oh, that just sounds absolute rubbish. And I'm, you know, and it's absolutely not. And I think yes, the yeah. rise of coaches is really, cu- it's, it's like, it's, bubbling right now and it's going to explode in the UK yeah and and that can be coaches for business or health or um lifestyle or manifestation or whatever you know I mean we have personal trainers and we have sports coaches and we have um mentors and that's all like you know really well received but as soon as it becomes anything to almost work on yourself people are like no god you know why I can do that myself but having invested in coaching for myself the um way it transforms you kind of or you are able to transform at a much quicker rate than if you were to just be going it alone and the things that opens your eyes to and the development you know personal development is just second to none and it's such a wonderful um kind of practice and so having all these feelings about wanting to promote a more holistic message and um wanting to really pull on my personal journey um with my own health with my eczema and my skin and um my mental health because with skin conditions your mental health is hugely affected and your self-esteem and all of that yes Um, yeah I was going to ask you about that that's yeah yeah. that's a big (laughs) Um, a big part of it huge challenge and that's something that I've in that's that's been my more recent kind of years struggle because I I've been through my pretty much my whole life such a positive person who even though my family is there's a lot of depression in my family I actually didn't Mm. even understand it growing up I thought just you know I'd kind of be one of those people to say I'll just do that you'll be do you know what I mean I really didn't get it and um yeah then since going through topical storage withdrawal my mental health has been so affected and um I've understood it a lot more and um you know even uh, and I think just growing older as well the responsibility of life you know takes its toll and so many different things so Mm. I yeah so I I kind of just I've just felt this pull to work with people um because I've always that's that was one thing I loved doing as part of Fermented by Lab was my workshops and my events and my retreat you know working on retreats with you is really connecting to people on a personal level um definitely and working with people and helping them to kind of unlock their health potential really and um so I just it just felt really a, a real really kind of natural progression for me to um move into holistic health coaching and it's again something that I I cringed when I changed my Instagram profile the other day I was like oh my god are people gonna come onto my profile and think Ugh, another coach on the bandwagon kind of thing and I thought Do you know yeah. what screw it I don't care like yeah it's it, yeah I feel there's so much worth in this and so much value and I'm so passionate about it and so that's that um and definitely yeah and I think so, it's so important, actually, that, yeah. that you ha- that you follow what feels right with you and what aligns with mm. you. Because if you keep trying to go down a path that just isn't sitting right yeah. and, and isn't meant for you, then actually you're just going to hit more roadblocks and you're just going to feel more frustrated. And as exactly. you were feeling, you know, tired, tired and stressed and and 
life really shouldn't be about that even our yeah. jobs so you know we're, we're yeah. both so passionate about actually having a, a, a wholesome life which embodies yes. you know our job as well as as what you do outside of, of of work and it's actually so possible that you you can enjoy what you do and yeah um as you say it's so amazing being able to connect with people and to actually see transformation in people that is I think that is why many of us are in this industry in the first place totally. so yeah. it's amazing that you've been able to actually be true to yourself that that is one of the hardest things we can do but but you're doing it so well done oh thank you yeah it's no it totally is but I, there, for me there just isn't another way like you, you have to be true to yourself and um I think kind of my but it doesn't make um, it easy does it doesn't make it easy no it, <laughs> it absolutely does not doesn't. make it easy <laughs> no especially when especially when scrolling and comparing and you know all of that kind of business uh you kind yeah. of think what am I doing oh I should do that no don't do that that's not your line you know stick to your yeah. name yeah <laughs> you know it's um... yeah stick exactly yes yeah and um oh. I mean my I suppose my lane is not my lane you know my kind of um where I come from is over the years of you know, my healing um, experience, I've just come to realise that, not come to realise, but everything reinforces, everything I do, everything I experience, everything that happens just reinforces how incredible our bodies are. Um, and given the right environment and the right support, they will come through hell and high water to reach balance and just provide us with the kind of most amazing vessels to live in um and that is kind of where I come from and my um kind of coaching practice is really based on helping people to create a lifestyle practice or a self-care practice whatever you want to call it to support holistic healing and people say okay you know I'm not ill I don't need to heal but that our body's like primary one of our body's primary functions is healing like it heals mm. as we sleep it heals from mm -hmm. the day it heals from our exercise it heals from illness if we've got illness do you know what I mean it's continually healing and For to support sure. that on a holistic level um not dividing the gut not dividing the brain not dividing mental health you know everything at once because that's how our body works everything feeds into one another and affects one another um and kind of I kind of came on, came upon the term of health freedom the other day because um, I was talking to my coach I and love that. she, you know, it's, we talk about financial freedom and whatever, you know, what is this, what are we trying to reach? And, you know, people say, you know, live the healthiest, happiest version of yourselves. That's a real like um, buzz term at the a moment, slogan. isn't it? And yes. A yes. slogan. It is. is. Yeah. But what does that mean? Yeah. Like, yes. Something that I know I, strive for is just to feel free in my body and having a chronic health condition makes you feel confined and it makes you feel trapped and mm. to kind of get over that and to feel free and just to be able to do things that you wish you could do that is where I want to help people um get to really um amazing so that wow. is what I am doing now <laughs> that is honestly that sounds incredible it's, it's it reminded me of a phrase that my dad always used to say to us when we were young is like you only have one body you must mm -hmm. look after it and yeah. it really is so true and obviously we, we we take the piss out of our 
parents for what they say to us but actually sometimes they are so right and you know we do we we do only have I know the oldest sayings are the best ones I'm sure many a many a Peter Jackson quote will come up in this podcast (laughs) along along the next few weeks but that is one that just really stuck with me and you know we we do only have one body so so why don't we do what we can to support it and at the end of the day as I I say in my classes it is our home it is what you know we live in this body all day every day and actually so often we we take it for granted we put it through so much you know drinking smoking not sleeping you know regularly eating crap food and Mm -hmm. you know I think it is about balance because sometimes those things we need you know we need to indulge a little bit to relax and to have that balance exactly that's it so it's kind of like finding that that balance isn't it between being a little bit you know indulgent sometimes but actually as you say seeing the body as this amazing tool for for healing yeah um and and really feeding it and nourishing it so that it can it can do its its job um and i i know that we both are big fans of acupuncture and yes. traditional Chinese Chinese medicine, and we actually share the same acupuncturist. I know you've you've, you've got, <laughs> Thanks, got, got you, Lucy. Much, yeah, <laughs> I know it's kind of it's so funny because I I originally recommended him to you, didn't I? It's John Wheeler. Yeah. If anyone wants to look him up, John Wheeler, legend. based in Windsor in Berkshire, he is a legend. Um, but it's one of those things. It's like oh, I've got this amazing acupuncturist, and then you don't actually think that anyone's going to listen to you and go yeah. but then but then you you went and I'm actually kind of jealous of the relationship that you two have because you guys <laughs> you, you see him way more than I do yeah I, he's like it's but it's one of those things it's um you know it's for me you mentioned Ayurveda and also um traditional Chinese medicine as well and I think over the next few weeks again I, I think conversations around this are gonna nice. open up um a little bit more which is very exciting but I just love both of those systems of looking at the body because mm. even though there there are differences, they do take into consideration this yeah. wholeness, this oneness. You know, we mm-hmm. we aren't, as you say, just a gut, but we aren't just a body either. Like we we yeah. are a, a combination of body, mind, soul. Yeah. And so I think what I love about you know those two disciplines is that they do really encompass that. So. Would you mind talking to me a little bit about your experience with the John? I'll try not to be too jealous, but sure. Oh, bless you. <laughs> and what, what you've and what? No, I'm joking. <laughs> what, you, but what have you? What have you learned from your acupuncture? Um, you know, journey. I guess along along the last year or so. I think it's been about eighteen months, yeah. maybe that well, you've been. Yeah. I so when I lived in London and was going through um, the first year of topical steroid withdrawal. Um, so that was before I moved home. I actually uh, received acupuncture twice a week in um, a clinic in Westminster. It was a teaching clinic. Mm. Um, and it was when I went to my first appointment, bearing in mind, I'd only seen um, kind of GPs up until a certain point before I just chucked the towel in and thought these, you know, I'm not getting any kind of help here, unfortunately, um, mm. f- through no fault of their own, but more through the fault of the system. Um, I'm quite a skeptic, unfortunately, but, um, mm-hmm. I mean, okay, that's come across a bit wrong because, you know, what they do is amazing. Um, and as we have, as been, as has been proven, um, 
time and time again, the NHS is incredible. Um, but yeah. unfortunately, there are certain um, instances where conditions aren't recognised or the, just the time. They don't have the time. Um, and yes, again, yeah. it's a system. Um, but anyway, so I went to an acupuncture appointment because I was looking for anything to help me heal, to help me heal holistically. And um, I sat down in this appointment and the first one I think was 90 minutes long. And it was the first time someone had talked to me and listened to me. And I was just like, oh, my God, this like mm. it was it was it was mixed therapy, <laughs> mixed acupuncture. Yes, yeah. because, but it, but um, again, though, it's it's that relationship. It's not just about the body, is it? That even no. just talking about something can be a massive weight off your shoulders. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. Which, again, is why I believe in coaching so much, um, mm. because you get that opportunity to talk. And um, so I, I was getting twice weekly acupuncture for the year that I was in London and then I moved home and um, I stopped being able to get it because I couldn't travel back into London to get it every, you know, every week. Um, and I couldn't find anyone locally. And actually there was a new health food store that opened in um, my local village and I went into there and I was like, oh, this is so cool. You know, there's now a health food store here and there's a lovely, beautiful cafe, which we re um, regularly frequent. <laughs> Um, yes, Elian's um, down the road, and I was yes. like, "All they need is a good yoga studio." And the lady behind me was like, "Hey, you should try Broadlands Farm, but you must get lessons with Lucy." And I was like, "Okay, right, Google found, <laughs> go to your lessons." And then, then oh. in one of our conversations, I was like, "Don't suppose you know an acupuncturist?" Yep, no, John. Here you go. So I went off to there see we John. Go. Yeah, and and the rest um, is history. And the rest is history. <laughs> and um, oh. you know, uh, John's uh style is very different to the acupuncture I had been receiving um uh he comes from kind of more of a I believe uh Japanese but also five elements um uh direction um and his yes. style has evolved as well we always have yeah you know long lengthy chats and um his style in more recent years has kind of evolved to not be so, I suppose, just to listen to the body. And that is something that I am so passionate about. You know, what is your body mm -hmm. telling you and how can you help it? Um, because it is telling you so much all of the time. And acupuncture is really based on what they what they can um, take from different signs and signals, be it your tongue, be it your pulse, be it your odor it's amazing it, isn't it yeah it's absolutely it, incredible when, when um, he put when he puts his fingers on your wrist and he's listening <gasps> to i think it's three different pulse points at the yes. same time yeah i'm just like how how is that possible to I like know. to be that it like tuned in to someone else's body let alone your own so cool. it's just amazing isn't it yeah, yeah it's so cool and i mean at the beginning of every session you'll sit down for five ten minutes um longer in the first session in kind of more consultation session but um once that you know you get to know each other you sit down for five ten minutes and I always just kind of sit down and give a bit of a rundown of okay so I've experienced this 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 um I'm feeling this way this has happened in my life um and you know he says okay you know and then you lay on the on the bed and he takes your pulse and looks at your tongue um he tends mm -hmm. to use those two um ways of um assessing you as well as talking um and then he decides what he's going to where he's going to needle you, um, and, and <laughs> which um, meridians he's going to work with, and um, organs. But they, you know, more about this than I do. But um, mm. 
they see organs as a organs but b as something else and i um this is where i mean i get it when someone's talking to but i can't relay it um i'm not very good at yes. information recall unfortunately <laughs> um but uh yeah so you might want to talk about yeah, that yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah I'll I'll describe it very briefly for anyone that's listening that that doesn't have any understanding of the meridian system or um of traditional chinese medicine more broadly but essentially in acupuncture my understanding of it because I'm obviously not a trained acupuncturist so I do teach yin yoga which works with a, a similar set of meridians but I believe in acupuncture they work with the 20 main meridians I'm mm -hmm. trained to work in yin with the 12 main meridians mm. um but you mentioned the five elements theory and it, it it fits when I describe it in that theory a little bit more neatly I guess because so in traditional Chinese medicine they believe there are five elements that make up the universe so it's water wood fire earth and metal mm -hmm. and within each one of those elements there sits a pairing of meridians um, now if you're quick at maths you'll notice that five times two is ten so where do the extra two fit in well in the fire element there are actually four meridians so two pair pairs of meridians um and yes you're right that you know the the meridians correspond with the 12 main organs of the body. Mm -hmm. um, and within each element, as I say, there's a pairing. So for example, in the water element, there's the kidneys and the urinary bladder. And that pairing is a yin and a yang of, of one another. So mm -hmm. the, yang, the yang is just an empty vessel that things move through. So that would be the urinary bladder because obviously that just passes through the body. And the yin organ would be the one that deals with the precious substance. So that would be the kidneys dealing with bile. Um, so first of all, kind of, yeah, you've got those 12 main meridians and they, they, they all interlink with one another. So if you see it drawn, you can, anyone who's listening, who wants to see it visually, it's in like a, a circle pattern. And then there are lines linking up all the different elements. And those lines just represent the relationship between each element and basically showing how if there is an imbalance with one pairing, then actually it will probably manifest as an imbalance in another if that makes sense yeah. so for example if it's your kidneys and your urinary bladder that are actually you know imbalanced um actually it might not manifest there it might manifest in the element that is related to that which would be the wood of the liver and the gallbladder so it might be that you have a, a liver inflammation or gallbladder stones or something like that so they kind of they look at the the body in that yeah that circular kind of relationship where everything interlinks and everything affects one another um mm. I think that's probably enough detail to go in for today but it's just kind of nice to show how it goes into yeah goes into yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that idea of, of oneness and everything being exactly. connected and then and then it's not just the organs but also each element and each pairing of organs is said to control certain functions of the body or certain emotions so again kidneys and urinary bladder the emotion there is fear um the liver and gallbladder the emotion is anger and so on and so forth mm. so it's also it's also connected in in that way so in you know if you're looking at the body from a tcm perspective 
nothing is separated from anything else. It is all about that exactly. that sense of being interlinked. So that's mm-hmm. how I would describe it. But anyway, yeah. so I feel like I've gone gone on a little bit there. But no, no, no. yeah, but <laughs> but what I was, you know, what what I was um I guess trying to get at there was just I I, I love how you have sought out these alternative um therapies because it's mm. not only acupuncture is it you've also dabbled in a few other things I remember the the cold shower the Wim Hofing cold showers yes. yeah um and then you also described to me how you went through a phase of every evening going up to your bathroom and zipping yourself into like this mini steam <laughs> tent thing am I yeah. remembering that correctly yeah yeah so um, so I mean yeah <laughs> I just yeah, yeah I love it are you still I, doing that um, I do it off and on. So basically, my whole kind <laughs> of... Dabble. Um, I dabble. I dabble in a bit of steam, especially now in lockdown. Um, but my whole um, kind of um, ethos is that we shouldn't be following, you know, what so-and-so on Instagram says is is the best thing since sliced bread. So, and again, this 100%. calls back to people saying gut health and fermented foods are the next, you know, or I think it's celery juice now or some rubbish like that. And yes, it's, yeah. um, I mean, I'm sure if it's, if it's helped people, that is great. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that different things help different people. We're all completely bio-individual and 100% and we have really got to find what works for us. And that is again, working with a coach, can really help you discover that but also have the confidence to kind of say do you know what like I'm not I'm not jumping on that bandwagon I'm just going to do this I'm going to try out a few things and do this which works for me and I'm going to do it relentlessly um yeah. until I notice the difference or if I don't notice the difference I'm going to stop doing it and I'm going to try something gonna else let it go yeah and let yeah. it go um I, definitely I think the problem is we've been taught from quite a young age to almost mistrust ourselves. Yes. And we, we, we've been brought up in a society that is consumerist at the end of the yeah. day. And a consumerist society is always trying to sell you something. So, you know, if we've been brought up to believe that we don't have the answers already, that actually the answers are outside of ourselves. And of course, we're always going to be following the next big thing but I think actually what's so important about what you do and and about what we learn in in yoga is that it it, you do have everything you need inside already and you you need you need to just retrain yourself to trust your instinct Mm -hmm. and to trust Mm -hmm. that actually you do know what's best because exactly like you've hit the nail on the head when you're you know you're saying that everybody needs different things it's Mm -hmm. so true it really so is. True. Yeah. Um, and I've just, I've just, I suppose I've, ex- I, I love experimenting with different things and um, mm-hmm. I've experimented with lots of different kind of supportive, complementary therapies over the years. Um, and again, something that's just hits home is that it's simple. It really like our bodies don't need that much. Um, we just need to support the function of our body, you know, the kind of embedded function that, our bodies you know do I think that's a crap sentence but whatever um you know and (laughs) and there are you know there are different ways of doing that of enhancing certain things or of um supporting you know support 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 I will always say or nurturing or nourishing certain parts and or certain functions (laughs) and um esteeming 
is um, for me, so with eczema, a lot of eczema sufferers have this problem. They don't sweat um, and sweating is um, a fundamental, you know, function of the body. Um, and, it, you know, it's a detox pathway. And um, as I don't really sweat, I um, like to encourage that where I can. And exercise is one method, but unfortunately, when you sweat through exercise with eczema, it irritates you like hell. And um, mm. my my eczema, although I had had reached a point uh, after withdrawing from steroids where my skin was pretty great um, over the years of running a business and the stress, stress is one of my huge, you know, biggest triggers and lack of sleep because yes. of running a business. It has progressively got worse. And that was another reason for me stopping fermented by lab because I, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't ca- carry on doing that to myself. Um, and um so sweating in a steam tent is great because it's kind of you'll know if you've been in a steam room but it it, it kind of cleans it cleans it washes off almost as as you sweat so it's more water sweat than like salty sweat um anyway yeah um so I do that and I also <laughs> find it really relaxing um and it's um, so relaxing being in yeah, the heat it's lovely and it I know really you, like, you like the heat don't you <laughs> I love the heat I'm like you I was born in the, the wrong heat. country um yeah but um also uh with the and now i'm going to go into cold showers um would have been something that i would have been like no way um you're you've got to be kidding me but um i've always loved a plunge pool or like a plunge shower in um i think it's like the shock isn't it like it the, is it's like oh my yeah. god i'm actually alive <laughs> yes exactly like it is. Sudden, like, um, yes yeah and through I, some of my i'm constantly researching and reading but um I discovered someone called Wim Hof or Iceman Hof, they call him, and um, look him up. Who is a it's, legend, if you haven't yeah. heard of him. Yeah, yeah. he's, yeah. Even it's just totally like cool. watch him to smile. He's just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, so he yeah. advocates um, cold therapy. So whether that be a cold bath or a cold shower or a dip in a lake in some lovely place, lovely cold place. Um, and also he's got a breathing technique. Um which I have started doing as well. Um, but they, um, all of what he does is to support the body and to boost, um, I said boost immune function, but support immune function um, and support healing and reduce inflammation. And because with eczema, inflammation is a huge thing. Um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this cold shower thing a go. And I would have my like regular shower first, get clean, whatever. Um, and then end on, and when I say cold, it's got to be ice cold because somewhere in between is just rubbish. Like you don't get, it's A, actually more uncomfortable and B, um, <laughs> you don't get the same thing. But talking about my mental health, one of the things I noticed after having these cold showers is if I woke up feeling a bit down or foggy or whatever, after this kind of blast of coldness, I would be like, bam, right, I am ready to go. And, ready to go, yeah. Yeah, and I started craving it like you crave water when you're thirsty um and so I would be ending my showers on a cold blast and I think I worked probably up to probably about two minutes maybe I'd started off with like 10 seconds like arm in face in and then after a while I'd just like right one two three head under stay under um and it was lovely and it just like gave me such energy um which is actually funny now because um, I'm currently going through something called moisturizer withdrawal. Um, yes. Which is to help my body start to produce its own oils and um, 
my you know self moisturize like my body should do mm-hmm. um but a lifetime of moisturizing and then the past storage use means that I think my my body's just forgotten how to do it so um yeah. whilst in lockdown I thought let's let's do this um and yeah. something you do whilst going through this is you don't shower or bathe um and oh, so wow. um, I've just it sounds absolutely gross obviously I've been washing um areas but um I've just this morning had a bath the first in eight days <laughs> wow um, which is really oh gross but, well I um, suppose that's what our grandparents would have done Sunday bath day so totally and um yeah after one once I've gone through this whole process I'll I will be kind of taking my showers down to twice a week with washes in between um and the idea not only is to kind of not daily strip daily I don't know you know regularly strip my body of its natural oils um but also um we also have so we've got our gut microbiome which is kind of what I was alluding to earlier um but we Mm -hmm. also have a skin microbiome and yeah that is put out of balance by products we put on our skin by showers by um environmental things and so I'm trying to the research is really kind of um thin on the ground when it comes to skin microbiome but I'm just experimenting as I always do um and trying to help my body kind of re-establish its skin microbiome um Mm. all in an effort to kind of have more quote unquote normal skin um yeah so yeah it's uh yeah but I do love a cold shower so I will be having those yes. when I when I get my yeah. voice weekly showers <laughs> oh it'll be like a, a little treat which it will be sounds like hell but for you it'll be like a little treat every yeah. every um three days getting that cold yes, shower lovely <laughs> oh I could literally chat to you chat to you all day my lovely um and we have been known as Alana alluded to um and we have been known to sit for hours and hours in our local cafe eating yep. cake always because <laughs> um, it is about balance it is about balance in life totally. um but I think this is a good place to start rounding things up so if we're gonna round up with some quick fire questions today great if that's okay are you ready mm-hmm. I'm ready okay so what are your top three wellness tips to include in your wellness toolkit? Okay, so first and foremost, listen to your body. Um, and if that means developing a little system to help you, so that might be through kind of sitting just in silence and tuning into your body to listen to hear what it is trying to tell you. Um, so that's number one. Then number two is get together a toolkit of self-care practices, whatever you want to call it, lifestyle practices that you can pull from that can then answer what your body is trying to tell you. So say, for instance, your body's telling you you're stressed. You go to your toolkit and you pull out meditation really works for me. So I'm going to focus on meditation for the next two, three weeks, whatever, to reduce my Mm -hmm. stress. Um, So that's one two and then number three is probably balance um and that's Mm. not only we're trying you know that's not only balance from a perspective of um creating balance within the body but also balance as we were just saying um we i think people get so um wrapped up and so uptight over and so control you know try to control things the whole time um and Mm. control their healing experience um 
but kind of surrender and balance and just letting letting your body take charge and and going with the flow of that that would be my three things yeah balance is a tough one though isn't it it's definitely Mm. one of those elusive things I think to many of us um all right next question what is the first thing you do in the morning um go to the toilet (laughs) (laughs) I love the honesty there oh my gosh yes I mean probably most of us do and after that what do you do after after that then I would um well old me would then um get in my shower um but I suppose new me has a wash yeah okay cool um yeah and I, I would love it to be more kind of like you know wholesome but that's really what I do no do you know what this is why I'm asking people because actually honestly from my perspective my morning routine I know everyone says your day is made in your morning but my morning routine is far from what I think most people would imagine Uh, the first thing I do is look at my phone and I know I need to break that habit so Mm. I'm actually getting inspiration from my lovely guests so this is why I'm asking these questions because I want I want honesty as well there's no point in being like yes I I I get up and I meditate if that's not what we do no 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 (laughs) I've actually just real people yeah no I um took my phone out of my bedroom because that was something I did um so now it doesn't sleep in my bedroom with me and it stopped that habit that is my next step. I need to get an alarm clock um, mm. because so I do need to get up in the mornings, but I need yeah. an, an alarm clock. But it's just one of those things I don't trust the alarm clock. Do you know why? It's I've weird, really Elliot. My learned, partner I've learned either. to trust my phone. Yeah, yeah. but I but I'm going to have to let go of that. Anyway, next question. Sorry. What's Quick the last? The, no, no, no. It's yeah. <laughs> it's my fault. I'm leading this, and I'm like, oh yes, and this and this. Um. Anyway, what is the last thing you do at night? Um. Oh my god, it's go to the toilet. That's awful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so sorry. And um, you get used to talking about toilet habits when you work in gut health. Um, no, but the last thing so I did, like, I suppose I just like put things to bed. Really, like fold up blankets in the living room and um, make sure things are away in the kitchen. And um, then, do you know what? Actually, I do lay in bed and I have I do some breathing just to calm myself down really um I think I'm quite an uptight person or not an uptight that's the wrong word Um, I would not use that word to describe you yeah no that's not the right word but um uh, internally busy perhaps active yeah yes yeah um yeah and I really like Elliot my partner he can his head hits the pillow and he's like done gone sleep whereas my mind is it comes completely alive um probably because I don't allow enough space for it to process in the day but so I do kind of try to slow my breathing down and and perhaps do a bit of a breath breath work exercise or something so yeah that's probably before that's what I do yeah yeah okay amazing and what is your favorite book oh god um I don't even know if I can answer that one uh do you know what I've just read I'm just going to go on what I've just read. I've just read um, So Lucky by Dawn O'Porter. And I read it in like two, in fact, a day and a half, I think. Um, It's a novel. Wow. And it's brilliant. And um, I really needed some escapism through a book. And it was brilliant. So I'd highly recommend that. Amazing. Okay, next one. Do you have a mantra or a quote that you live by? 
Uh, I tend to change them. Um, so uh, I kind of have a monthly one and then I also have got a yearly one. And this, I, I like suppose that. it's in, yeah, it's kind of intention ver- uh, cross mantra. But my, I'm going to tell you my yearly one because I really am living by it. And it's a really weird word, but pruned is my word for the year and it basically means my whole year is about really pruning back um things that are not allowing me to grow um and not allowing new growth to happen um whether that be uh relationships or whether that be practices that I do that don't serve me anymore or whether that be thought patterns or clothes that I have anything that I can you know any part of my life I think is that kind of in line with taking away what's not working for me and allowing new things to grow and if it's not then I work on it I love that that is amazing when you first said pruned I was like where is she gonna go with this (laughs) (laughs) I've been um, on lockdown one of the things I've been getting into is suits have you ever watched suits uh yeah (laughs) You know, do you know Lewis Lit and his prunies? I was like, where where are we going to go with this? But anyone that does not listen, does not listen to, does not watch suits, are going to be so confused right now. But just Google Lewis Lit and his prunies, and you'll see what we mean. He was at the royal wedding. (laughs) He was. He was. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, bless. Okay, so. Finally, it's not really a, a question, but just if, if people want to find you, what is the best way that they can find you? I suppose it's, I suppose, easiest for everyone is just Instagram these days. Um, so my handle is Alana. It's now just changed. Um, it's Alana Holloway, which I will spell because my name is confusing sometimes. So A-L-A-N-A-H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y and then an underscore, which is ridiculous because when I first ever joined Instagram, I joined as my name and it was just my name and they won't let me like rehab it. So I have to, do you know I'm what? Exact- name. Exactly the same thing happened to me, except, oh. except, so I, I first joined Instagram as just Lucy Victoria Jackson. Yeah. And then when I first started teaching yoga, I was like, people have to know that I'm teaching yoga. So I stuck yoga on the end. So now it's ridiculously long and it's Lucy Victoria Jackson yoga. Yeah. But then the other day I went to scale it back pruning. I went to prune back my Instagram account and I wanted to make it Lucy Victoria Jackson again. But there's someone else that's that's taken Lucy Victoria Jackson. I'm like, no, how can I not be the only one? I know. know. And that's what I get my name. I'm like, how am I not the only one? Yeah, I know. Or my website. Or your website. Um, Okay. Yeah, which is just alanaholloway.com. Brilliant. There's two ways. Well, I cannot thank you enough for being the very first guest on Root and Rise with Lucy. It's been so much fun and I can't wait until we're out of lockdown and we can actually go back to Eliane and eat our cake again and have a hug (laughs) cake. (laughs) Um, Mm. But yes, thank you again, my lovely. Thank you, Lucy. Oh, we'll chat again very soon. But yes. Um, yes, thank you so, so much. And have a beautiful rest of your day. And you, my love. <sighs> yeah, lots of love. <laughs> Bye. Lots of love. Take care. 
So thank you again to Alana. It was so wonderful to catch up with a friend and to hopefully share with you some nuggets of wisdom there to help you create your wellness toolkit and to help you along your wellness journey. So as I mentioned at the beginning, I'm going to round off every episode with a guided meditation and today it's going to be a body scan. I'll be talking you through each body part, encouraging you to check in with the body part and to just gain a little bit of information about how that certain body part feels today. So maybe it's it's holding tension, maybe it's feeling neutral, maybe it's feeling energized, but this is really just to connect you to your body. I would say best done in the morning or maybe last thing at night, but yeah, just taking time to connect so that you can start to hone your intuition like Alana and I was speaking about so important that you you learn to trust yourself you learn to look out for those signals from your body so first of all just make sure you're in a comfortable position it might be seated you might be on a chair you might be on the floor you might still be in bed lying down but just make sure you are comfortable take a moment to close your eyes And just to begin the process of tuning in, firstly observing your breath. Observe the quality of your breath today. Observe the coolness of the inhale as it brushes the upper lip, the warmth of the exhale. Take a moment just to commit to being still just for these few minutes today. Now begin by observing the crown of your head. Observing your forehead, your temples. Observing your cheeks, your jaw, Observing the front of your throat, the back of your neck. Observe the upper chest, the upper back. Observe your shoulders, the upper arms, the elbows. Observe your forearms, your wrists, your palms, your fingers. Observe the belly, the mid-back. The lower back. Observe the hips. The thighs, the knees. Observe your calves your ankles, the tops of your feet, your toes. And finally, observe the soles of your feet. Now, not judging yourself for what information you have gathered today, but just sitting with it, observing it, 
knowing that you've just taken the first step to tuning in to your body and its wisdom. And taking a moment to really thank yourself for doing that. It can be so challenging to find time, to find space in our busy lives to tune in. And when you're ready, you can blink the eyes open, come slowly back into the light. So once again, thank you so much for listening. I am so honored that you've chosen to spend this last hour and a bit listening to me and Alana and just investing in your own wellness. And if you do want to find me, connect with me, as came up in the chat, you can find me on Instagram at Lucy Victoria Jackson Yoga. Another way you can get in touch is also on Facebook. There I'm just Lucy Victoria Jackson and also via email as well if you would like to drop me a line. If you found anything um, helpful today, anything that you wanted to delve a little further into. So my email is lucyvicjackson at gmail.com. lucyvicjackson at gmail.com. So thank you again. I hope you have a really beautiful day and I look forward to seeing you next week.